Uh, what's going on, everyone? Uh, welcome to the Dispensary Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Kwan, the founder of Canada Marketing, the number one marketing agency for dispensaries all over both Canada and the United States. And I'm here joined with the founder of Bakery Cannabis, uh, Reeves. And he is not only the founder, he is the manager, he's the owner, he wears all the different hats. Um, and he's here to give us some really, really awesome insights on how you can better, you know, manage your dispensary, do better marketing and all that fun stuff. So without further ado, here we go. Uh, welcome Reeves to the chat. Pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. So really, really happy to have you on the call. So I guess just to get started, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So um, I pretty much just graduated university, not even gra- my graduation is in June 8th, but uh, I'm turning 24 this year. Um, I'm originally from Hong Kong. Now I'm living in Toronto. I, we, me, I started a com- this company with uh, my longtime high school friend, Daniel, uh, back in 2020, uh, October, I would say. That's when we uh, sort of got our own retail spot and then going forward with the application. Me and Daniel always had envisioned ourselves like doing business together ever since high school because we saw the characteristics in each other. But it just wasn't the right time yet, given that we were too young, too inexperienced, too naive. And um, because of the COVID and stuff, like we made some money here and there um, from the stock market. We took advantage of it. And, but obviously, we also have a little bit of support from a family. And then that's how we made this possible. And now we have a store running for seven months now. So, nice. yes. Well, congratulations on, you know, almost graduating. That's, that's really, really cool. Um, so what kind of made you want to go into, like, the cannabis industry specifically, or I guess even more specifically, opening up, like, a dispensary? What kind of, sorry? Like, what, what, what? Was the reason for you wanting to join the cannabis industry? Um, I wanted to be in some, I wanted to be part of something that has not been established yet, essentially, because I find that um, a lot of industry has already been done many times. There's a lot of existing blueprints out there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a kind of guy that likes uncertainties, you know, to a certain degree, obviously. Right. But um, I just wanted to, do something that has, you know, that hasn't been done before, like worldwide, which, you know, I would say Canada is sort of like the only country that's sort of like legally like everywhere. And the second thing is really just my enthusiasm towards cannabis. Um, Me and Daniel would go to uh, dispensaries all the time and we would find these um, problems and we, we, we think that we have the solution. We can offer the solution. And therefore, we were sort of incentivized and motivated to go forward with it. Right. Yeah. What were, what were the, some of the problems that, you know, you saw that other dispensaries were doing? Um, I would say the first thing that um, I see in a lot of stores is that um, a lot of times people get misguided. Uh, as an example... I remember, I'm not going to say the name of the store, but um, I remember I went to one store where I was looking for a specific product. It, I think it was a fake cartridge. And I asked the bartender, um, do you have this product here? They're like, I don't think so. And they just walked away. And um, 
I used the iPad. It took me like 20 seconds to find it. So I just find that a lot of customers are sort of getting mistreated in a way. Um, and also, since Daniel is really good at growing genetics and like, you know, I'm pretty much interested in smoking everything. Um, <laughs> we find that we find that um, it might be the best to sort of use ourselves as a reference to sort of describe the weed instead of going off a piece of paper right. because, you know, it's, it could always end up different. Um, I find that at least at the very least, like if I use my own experience to customers, like perhaps there'd be more credibility there and, um, you know, a little bit more personal with the customers. Right stuff like that yeah so it sounds like a lot of the things you're talking about on you know is on that you know having a good customer buying experience or having a good you know customer experience as a whole right yeah that's sort of one of the outer focus of our business model um i would say the other thing is that um we wanted to make we wanted to have like a selection of products where it's sort of hand curated that's sort of like a fancy way to put it but it's more so just like a lot we we know about our products i would say that in our store currently like 80 to 85 percent of product in the store i've tried doesn't matter if it's flour pre-rolls concentrates drinks i've pretty much tried like most of it which is probably one of the reasons why i have um good feedback from customers saying that my description of the weed is accurate, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you're giving, like you said, instead of like whatever uh, LP they're saying the description of the product, you're actually giving your own personal experience on what you actually think is going on. And then you can properly relay that to the customers from a more personal basis. Not like, Hey, this feels like this, but no, like when I took this, you know, I, I actually felt like this from a personal perspective. Is that, is that about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. So how it works in our team is essentially, um, you know, Daniel is not as high in tolerance. So he's going to be testing the lighter weed. Right. You know, I'm I'm sort of the reference for the customer who comes in and asks for heavy indica where they're like, oh, I need the strongest hit. And I have a, I would say I have a pretty high tolerance myself, which is a good reference point to the heavy indica customers. So um, I know what's strong enough and stuff like that. Obviously, if they are like, you know, years of smokers, then I can't really give them an insight. But um, for the most part, I could. Yeah, right, right. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And like, it's just just like as if and I make tons of analogies to the restaurant business. Right. But it's just like, you know, you're the chef that's cooking your food, that's creating Mm -hmm. the product or at least, you know, selling the product they're tasting it at every single step of the way. Right. Whereas uh, I do believe that like, you know, the products that you're selling, if if you're, if you're saying, Hey, this does this, you should at least have some sort of information, even if it's not you personally testing and trying the products, you have someone in the store that can uh, properly recommend whatever's going on, which makes tons of sense to me. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, I find that like, I don't really like it when, um, you know, when I, I personally don't like it when I go to a store and asking for knowledge and it doesn't matter what industry it is. I would expect a little bit of insights instead of just like 
oh, it's a good product or like right. it's an excellent product or it's a nice brand. I would want a little bit of personal experience. Um, there are some products in a store that we I don't personally use, like to be honest. Right. Um, but for those products, I try my best to get feedback from customers. How did you like this drink? Nice. That kind of stuff. And then, you know, use those as reference points. If a next customer comes in, I could be like, hey, I never had this, or I'm not really a big CBD butt smoker, but I have a few customers who do th- who took this and these are their feedback. And that should give them a little bit more confidence on the product because, right. you know, at least I'm using a real life example here. Yeah. I think that's good. I-, I think that's a really good nugget. And I know you said it in passing, but, you know, on the topic of like, even, okay, let's just say, you know, you don't want to, uh, you know, try your own products or you think it's too much or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Getting feedback from customers on a daily basis or a weekly basis on products that you, if maybe you can't try it, or, you know, like you said, uh, if it's one of the heavy hitters and you have a lower tolerance, it might just might not be feasible for you to be trying all these different things. But by you getting feedback from your customers and saying, hey, customer A said this, and you can then relay that to customer B, I I do think that's a, a very good way that people can come in and essentially provide additional value for, you know, the, the customer buying experience is, is, is what I like to call it. Right. And I, I think that's a really good job of, of what you're doing right now. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess on that topic, like how, you know, kind of segueing into some of your key differentiators. So I, I like what you're doing with the whole t- trying the product, tasting the product and figuring out what it is and relaying that to, to other people. But do you have any other kind of key differentiators that you pride yourself on as, you know, bakery cannabis does this um or is it mostly geared towards that whole a uh, product curation portion um i would say other than service quality service and stuff um knowledge is also a key um but other than service knowledge i would also say that um we kind of go up try to at least try our best to go above and beyond so we do have like pre-roll services so how that works is that essentially if a customer comes in and they bought, let's say, half quarter of Kush and they were saying, hey, I don't want to roll these. Or the reason why I'm not buying pre-rolls is because I want fresher buds, but I don't want to roll it. Then we would have a pre-roll station in a back room. Essentially, um, we'll use cones to uh, roll the joints for the customers for free. Uh, which is one of the thing that we do that, you know, sort of differentiate ourselves. Um, the second thing we do is essentially Ross and pressing. So, um, and again, the reason why we do this is because um, there's not really that much concentrates available on the legal market right now. And I'm, I'm sure that will change over time, but like there are options, but for dabbers, sometimes they find they're lacking. Secondly, um, Sometimes some people would want a specific strains rosin. As an example, some I had a customer the other day. He really likes Triangle Kush from BC Black, but he wanted to dab it, so just you know, press it for him. And uh, yeah, that's the, sort of the two things we're doing right now. That you know, we try to our best to go above and beyond and provide whatever the customer needs. Yeah. Okay, I, I really like that. So walk me through that then. So. Um, the, the pre-rolls and I guess rosin press, um, I'm assuming they're similar in terms of offering. So is this something you use as a marketing tool to say, Hey, 
you know, if you want fresher bud or if you want pre-rolls of a different strain or, uh, you know, uh, concentrate of a different strain, we will kind of like press it for you or we will go ahead and roll it for you. How does that work? It's like, do you have to buy a specific amount? Do they walk in the store the first time they purchase it, they get it for free? Like walk me through that process. Um, for now, there isn't really that much like complicated mechanism like that. It's more so just if you bought, it doesn't matter if you bought one gram or 3.5 grams or seven grams. Um, we'll just, and the cost, we have a little logo sign somewhere in our store that says free joint rolling service. And essentially, um, if they request for it, we'll ask, hey, um, this is 3.5 grams. How many joints would you want? If they say, hey, we want a big fat joints, then, you know, we roll them like, try to roll them like three king size and then one half grams and be like, here you go. But if they are trying to look for like a smaller joint, we try to roll them in six, seven joints. Um, in terms of like Ross and pressing, like it wouldn't make sense if someone bought one gram or half quarter to press. So I think for now, like the minimum requirement is to buy seven grams or above for us. Um, but that could change essentially. We're, we're still, we're still sort of trying to finalize everything. But um, for now, those are the mechanisms for us. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And like, I think there's also like a cost benefit, you know, because you're like, because if somebody were to go in and let's just say they only buy cones, they have to buy you know, whatever pack of cones, then they have to yeah. grind it up and do it themselves, right? Yeah. Um, but you're alleviating some of that cost because the pre-rolls are obviously slightly more expensive than just buying the bud by itself, especially mm-hmm. at the higher volumes, right? So I do think if you're not doing that already, I do think that like, it's an awesome thing that you're doing, but if your customers know that, it, it does add to that key differentiation portion, right? You know, if yeah. you have the good customer stuff, all of that stuff, you know, works. Yeah, yeah, it also just uh, sort of, you know, makes the customer f- feel more like appreciative and stuff. You're not really just here to sell butts and try to dismiss them. You're really just trying to help them in the best way possible. Yeah. And I find, I think that's super important because um, especially in Western countries, I find that customer service, you can't just be like, you can't just be thinking, um, oh, people out there in the market are doing this. I'm going to, do a slightly better version of it. I don't think that's going to differentiate yourself too much in the customer's perspective. I think that you have to do something that's above and beyond that may perhaps not a lot of people are doing. Perhaps it's something innovative in order for you to stand out. So um, we find that that sort of like also correlates and, you know, integrate with like quality service because essentially, you know, we're doing quality service, we're going above and beyond, and we're sort of providing, you know, value as well. And just like you mentioned, um, pre-rolls are a little bit more expensive. We we sort of like save them a couple bucks here and there and, you know, um, help them roll the joints, stuff like that. So it's sort of like a, I would say like a, it's a double win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm on that. I think you're, at least the person that I spoke, because I know some businesses do like the rosin press, I wasn't sure about the pre-roll services. And, and I think that's a really cool way that you can get people through the door. Cause I, I, I do know a few people that are like, Hey, you know, uh, I'm going to buy the bud cause it's a little bit cheaper. Um, but then like, I'm not really interested in doing the pre-roll stuff, you know, like th- there's so many ways you can kind of uh, go about doing it. But um, I do think that this is a, this is a really, really good value add that, you know, I think makes a lot of sense and it's not super hard to implement, right. Just something easy to do. 
Yeah, the only thing is that some customers would think that we're liking the paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially with COVID, right? Yeah, but then I'm just like, hey, no worries. Like, we wear gloves, we use cones. We don't really have yeah. a mouth on the paper. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Um, so now the next thing, um, talk about your marketing mix. So how are you getting people to to come into your store? Like, what 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 is that that mix of what of the things that you're doing? I would say a combination of a lot of things, which I'm not sure can I really list them all, but I would try to say, you know, things that sort of we prioritize on. Um, so uh, the first thing is that I would say, do you mean like marketing as in like how, when this person comes in the store, how we sell stuff or? Well, let's segment this into two, to two ways. Then. How do you one, get people to come into your store, Right. And then how do you, to, I guess, generate the most amount of sales in terms of how you're interacting with your customers once they get it? And we, we can split it up that way. So what is your marketing mix on how do you get people to physically come into your store or order online for any of your products? Yeah, so um, we have a sandwich board on a store, outside of a store that would do like a sort of like week jokes of the week on a, on a blackboard. And we sort of have this like, you know, very cringy with weed jokes there's cringe but hey they work they get people laugh because they're cringe right they're fine and some people would come in and be like um hey the joke outside is fun and stuff and that's boom that's sort of like breaking the ice right because they come in and talk and then you know you obviously got to keep a good face good good attitude towards them and then we'll be like hey like thanks for checking us out um what 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 to kind of spark your interest in coming in and stuff and we sort of just go along with the conversation um and the name the bakery cannabis sort of has service good and bad i would say like so um because of the name um a lot of people sort of have a presumption that we have a lot of edible selection mm-hmm. but also because of the name people think that we're an actual baked good store where they come in and be like oh i thought this is a bakery or we even have you know, as far as some lady come in and uh, asking us to make them a cannabis birthday cake, uh, birthday cake. Like, <laughs> okay. We don't do that. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Right. We wish, but yeah. And um, so the second question to answer your second question, like how do we um, market stuff? And so essentially in our store, um, we, we have, we try to distinguish things to make it very simple to understand. We, and we, we think that um, we sh- the ca- customer should never have to ask, um, what's this or where's this? The, it should be very like crystal clear. Right. So um, we have three display cases on the right side of a store, essentially um, indica and then hybrid in the middle of sativa. So the more left leaning you go towards to, it's going to be more indica. The more right leaning you go to, it's going to be more sativa. That's sort of like the mechanism um and when a customer is sort of like asking us for a specific product like let's just say a very common question hey what's the highest um thc percentage but for the lowest price you don't always have to go to the cheapest flower because um you know that's sort of i find that that's sort of the rookie mistake i made in the first place i just thought that hey this customer asked for cheapest flower and must give him the cheapest option right sometimes like you can sort of do a little bit of um 
introduction to customers. Like, have you had this、um, flower yet?、Right. It's maybe a little bit more expensive than the most cheapest one, but it's definitely worth it. And I sort of just go off with my own feedback and stuff.、Right. Sometimes I would have pictures in my phone with the buds, videos, and stuff, just because you know the package is sealed. They can't、right. really see much, so I try my best. Essentially, I try my best to break break that、uh, barrier of like un- like lack of transparency. Right. You know, because I find that there's a lot, there's a lack of transparency、um, between the product and the customer. Like,、mm-hmm. they buy a jar, they don't know what the bud looks like, they don't know what it smells like, they don't know anything. So. It's not that I can actually take out a bud and be like, "Hey, smell these," but the best I can do is at least show them pictures.、Um, perhaps some. Sometimes I even have like a fun little funny video to show them, like when I'm smoking it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, just try to keep it entertaining. Try to keep it like a、uh, mood lifting. Like, don't try not to make it dull and just say like it's a good product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, it, it sounds like you're crushing the customer service game because、uh, these are all like really, really good things. Like even. Like you said, you know, having pictures on your phone, like it's it's just a super small thing. But when you have a package that's just literally all branding and you can't really see the actual product itself, by you having the pictures, I think it'd be really good. You know, maybe you have the top five most popular products that people come in all the time and ask and say you have pictures, right? But not、yeah. only that, like you're, you know, and I think this this comes with experience, of course. It's You are now guiding customers through the buying process versus just immediately giving them what they think they want. Right? It's like、right. high THC, low cost. Great, but what does low cost mean to them? Right?、Yeah. You know, what is the value exchange in terms of the products that you can offer? Because a lot of times I'm finding, you know, when people do selling, it's like, hey, you know,、uh, how do we just price this product super super low so that people will come in and buy it so it's super cheap? Right. But what a lot of people miss out on is like you know you're missing out on a lot of I wouldn't say a lot of margin, but you're missing out on a couple dollars here and there because you, instead of guiding the customer through the process, you're just saying hey boom pick that cheap cheap butt. But if you're now going in and walking them saying hey I know you wanted this, this is only three dollars more expensive, but I do think that the experience that you're going to get when smoking this or consuming this is going to be a lot higher. Why don't you give this a shot? Right. Yeah.、Um, and I、sort、think you're crushing it that way. Yeah. Sort of just open up people's mind a little bit. Um. If at the end of the day, if they if they're like, no, I still I just want the cheapest, then、right. we know we will just okay, like we can do it. But um, I think that you shouldn't you sort of just shouldn't like submit to the customer right away. You sort of you know it's you have to be more confident with your own stuff. You have that's why like I find that like. If you're working in this store, you have to know what the hell you're talking about. Like you can't just、right. you know go on papers or theory. It, it can it cannot be based be based on theoretical perspective. I believe、right. it has to be based on real life experiences.、Right. So um, you know, my confidence of product knowledge is really gained from just trying different stuff out like all the time,、right. and um, I find that's pretty important because like um. Weed is not like food, where,、um, you know, everyone would just think it's good just because it tastes good. Like we sort of react to weed differently, like because of different genetics, yada yada. But、um, there's also different things in weed too, right? Like THC percentage 
it's only one out of hundred cannabinoids. And there's also like terpenes, you know, very popular right now, obviously. Um, there's also like how, how is the wheat harvest? Like how long have they been cured? That all determines the harshness of the smoke, the smoothness of the smoke. And, uh, you know, the, even the high, like I would say that terpenes sort of, I don't really have evidence to prove that terpenes makes you high higher. But mm-hmm. I, I would say that from my personal experience, different terpenes sort of distinguish different kind of high. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that it's very important to also have a little bit of terpenes knowledge as well. Right, right. Yeah. Like, like I said, you're, you're, <laughs> you know, the, these, these kind of small things, you know, from my side, like obviously I'm on the marketing side of things, right? But I, right. I really do think that having a, a deep in-depth knowledge about whatever product that you're selling, not even just in the cannabis space, but like in whatever other can, like whatever other like space you're in. Yeah. Super, super important. And, you know, again, cannabis, a lot of people's like, I just want to get high for a, like not a lot of money. And that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. But when somebody like you comes in that has a knowledge on ABCDFG, right. I think it really helps on the loyalty side for, you know, to get people coming back over and over again, 100%. Yeah. And, and, um, what if your accuracy is sort of like very um accurate like i'm sorry like if your description of the wheat is very accurate right. and also um sometimes you have to be more honest sometimes like um you can't just say everything is good if you know something is not good right. like um if the customer is asking like wow like this is a very cheap price for 27% thc how's it smoke you could say it's amazing, like best cheap flower in the market, that stuff. But then when they smoke it, if they're disappointed, then you lose credibility there. So what I would do is usually, hey, it is 27%. I personally tried it. It gets the job done. It got me pretty high, but uh, the price is reflective. Like it is a little bit harsher. Um, Perhaps the flavor is not my... uh, preference flavor is not something i like but it gets the job done and if that's all you care about i would say go for it but if you want a little bit smoother smoke or a little bit more um you know not as harsh and you know nicer looking buds then you know for a couple more dollars there's these options yeah you know that that kind of like strategy i find that works best for me right now and it's coming from a place of value too right it's not you're not like just trying to upsell them into something that costs a little more a little bit more you're telling them the honest truth right you spend a little bit you know your overall experience is going to be a lot better right which you know i think like you said it's a win-win for everyone you get a little bit more money they get a much better experience compared to the amount that they would have paid before and you know everything everything is pretty good yeah um so on the so uh, i like the sign side you know the 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 jokes uh the sign that you have outside and stuff like that so is there anything um i guess either more so on the online space that you're doing to try and you know i guess generate more awareness for your brand or at least get some additional traffic to your website or anything like that um right now we are trying to get more people to go on our website and stuff to check us out and stuff so um we did we did try to like um expand our variety on like sales like item that's on sale um we did try we did recreate the looks of our website 
uh, on March, which now looks much better. It's not, you know, I it's not where I want to be at, but sort of, you know, at least a big step forward. Um, with doing, we did a bunch of like SEO stuff, and um, we also added recently has been trying to increase the domain authority uh, citations, all that kind of stuff to uh, sort of, you know, climb on rankings and stuff. Um, but um, on the website, I would say that um, we, I would say that's probably, I got to be honest, that's probably one area that I find we're lacking because um, conversion rate sometimes could be very up and down. So right. um, we I, I can I don't really want to lie and say like, hey, like I, I got an amazing website and we're still, this is probably where we are not struggling, but still, you know, trying to climb. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, obviously the, the website, the conversion stuff, the SEO is definitely something you want to touch on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, you know, unbiased opinion aside, I definitely do think like SEO is like the biggest unlock for, for any cannabis uh dispensary yeah. just because of you know just how powerful it is yeah. um but you know I, I would love to hear your reasons why you think seo is like one of the best ways to advertise for your dispensary well firstly i would say that since ads is not really available for like cannabis for in the, in many ways um secondly i think i find that like um you know like it's it's the, it's better to sort of just you know find keywords to sort of like implement your website that's sort of um obviously the top numbers like dispensary near me all that stuff that's the most popular stuff but we sort of also go in this to this subcategory and look at like the lower uh lower search keywords or like right. the less relevant keywords right and perhaps we could capitalize that by going in there early enough and be the top dogs of those keywords um so i find that's pretty important and secondly um you know like even myself sometimes i would search um a certain product on google and then there will be you know dispensary pops up you know and that is a very good thing because um you know customer can just directly go into your store click into your store and buy that product and Without the without the SEO, I don't think that's possible, or at, at least it would be very difficult. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why SEO is very important because it's sort of just you know make that hook, make that connection a little bit stronger in between the keywords and your store. Because at the end of the day, like there's so many stores out there, like nobody's gonna specifically search your store out of nowhere. Right, so right. yeah, they're gonna look for whatever's most convenient to them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, on the review side, so uh, I'm a big pusher of trying to generate as many reviews as possible as well, because like, let's face it, like, whenever you make any decisions to buy anything, both on the service side and on the product side, right, you go to Amazon, you look at the reviews, you buy the one with the best reviews that resonates yeah. best with you. <laughs> Offline, you go to a physiotherapist, to, you know, a, a restaurant, and, like anything, you look at the reviews, and then, you know, you kind of go by there, right? Yeah. So how are you you know, generating reviews for your business? Um, so we sort of, it's, we sort of have this, like, I have a pretty strong memory of like remembering faces. So 
if I see a customer comes in frequent enough, mm. like maybe three or four times in a row, um, you know, I try to have a little chit chat with them. I try to be like, you know, um, ask them a little bit like, hey, how did you like the product last time? Right. Yeah. If they were like, wow, like that was there some really good weed or like there was some really good pre-rolls, then, you know, that's, I sort of try to make a safe way to be like, hey, um, I, I'm, we're very thankful that you support us and that we're, hap- we're happy to see that you're happy. Um, would, would you mind to just spare like 30 seconds to a minute to sort of give us, give us a review? It would greatly help us. Um, you sort of just have to be more shameless about it and not, don't assume that the customer will say no because, right. um, you know, if you, some customers, they're just a little bit more passive. You, you sort of have to be the role to open up the conversations. So I would say that just, you know, shameless is the first key. <laughs> Secondly, uh, you have to sort of be on top of, you know, knowing which one is sort of a new customer and stuff. Or sometimes even the first-time customer, if they have a very positive experience with us, like, you right. know, they're all like, at the end, they're like all like smiling and we're all like joking around and stuff. Right. Then, you know, we'll be like, hey, uh, there, here's a QR code that you can scan to our to go on our Google Maps. And if you could give us a positive feedback, it would greatly help us. Um, yeah, that's that's sort of how I go on it for now. But yeah. I know, look, that, that makes tons of sense. Like I, I you know, and I, Again, not to overcomplicate things, mm-hmm. I do think like just asking is, mm-hmm. is a huge portion of, of how you can generate a lot of reviews. Because like I also used to do um, some, you know, work with like restaurants and stuff, right? Yeah. And one simple unlock was just like, hey, at the end of the meal, if you think that the patron had a good meal, all you do is just ask, like be friendly and be like, hey, because the default of someone isn't to write reviews for your business, right? Yeah. Um, but if you can go in and you have a conversation and be like, Hey, really appreciate your support. You know, thank, you know, I thank you for coming in multiple times. I see multiple times every single week. I see more than some of my friends, um, be really awesome for you to, to write a review for us. Cause it'll help us out, you know, as a business and really appreciate it. Something as simple as that. And you add that to just kind of the general conversation. You're organically just going to get more and more reviews. Right. Yeah. I find that like, um, it's best to there's there's definitely you know it's a retail at the end of the day there's definitely going to be some people who just come in and not really trying to buy anything and sort of bring you down right um staying positive is super super important so um you know you just have to be mentally very positive you have you have to be happy yourself (laughs) to make everyone happy and um it's very like um vague what i'm saying but i would say that i'm sure everybody gets what i'm saying is that like the vibe is very important if someone comes in and see a dull face and be like hey how may i help you do you really want that person help no you want to leave but if they come in and you know you'll be like hey how's it going yes oh awesome t-shirt you know like you know just try to break the ice like don't don't be too scared to break the ice because you know it's your job to make the customers comfortable in your store right, right. yeah no completely 100 percent agree on that for sure um so what about on the social media side of things like 
Yeah. Sure as you know, there's a bunch of issues mm. compliance wise and algorithm wise getting shut down and banned and stuff like that. Are you using social media? Like, is that a big part of your marketing strategy or using it in passing? Like what's your strategy with social media right now? Um, you know, Facebook, obviously it's not really going to show up. Twitter is not usually, we just use Instagram for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, so we sort of, um, put ourselves in the location when we put a post, like we add location to it, just so that local residents can see us firstly. That's, I think that's a pretty key thing. Secondly, like sometimes you could, um, tag like let's just say you if you were if you were um if you were sort of uploading a picture of a product and trying to promote a product you could you know keep a good relation with these lps and sort of just tag well, i them. think uh, daniel yeah. might be has has joined hold on give me a second okay we'll, we'll, we'll add him in a celebrity sure. guest midway in the chat for sure uh, well yeah we'll revisit the the social media yeah see when he's done just give me a second hello hey daniel how's it going good how are you not too bad happy happy able to to join the chat thank you thank you glad to be here um so yeah i mean uh just to kind of uh pick up where we left off sort of thing um reese was just talking about um kind of uh, we're talking on the social uh sorry the marketing portion of things and we're just talking about how you guys leverage social media the best and you know that's that's essentially what we're 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 jumping into right now sweet um so yeah sorry um yeah go for it on the uh the the instagram i think the the tagging of the locations and the uh, hashtags uh yeah hashtags but i find hashtags sort of irrelevant sometimes nowadays like they could still work sometimes i find that one of the better ways is really keep a good relation with these LPs. And then okay. whenever you want to upload a product, you could sort of message them and be like, Hey, um, we are a big supporter of your product. It would be really awesome if we can get a shout out on your Instagram account because oh. they have a larger followings than you. Right. 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 So, you know, that's sort of helps, I would say. Um, so it's really just, you know, you, tr- you also want to try to get featured in other accounts as well. And right. I think the, most relevant thing to do is to get featured on their account. Like that, that if they repost us on their story or anything like that, that would, you know, confer some followers here and there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Look, you're, you're sharing a bunch of really good nuggets here. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Uh, so now I guess on the, you mentioned you're using um, Alpine IQ for some of your loyalty stuff. So how does that mix look between, I guess, SMS and email? Like, what are you finding the most effective in terms of, I guess, generating the most amount of sales and stuff like that? And how are you, you know, kind of generating and, and building up that database of phone numbers and emails? Um, frankly, like our Alpine IQ is not, we still have another meeting with them, like in order for us to unlock everything. Oh, but okay. yeah, but um, in terms of like, they have really awesome statistics, I would say. Um, they have very very sophisticated statistics it goes as far as um you know predictive programming that kind of stuff like mm. as far as um you know if a customer comes back frequent enough like alpine iq algorithm would sort of predict um if the customer is going to come back in a certain time right. and if they don't uh there's the campaigns, emails, campaigns, stuff like that, that we can do. And we can also look at the records of 
what they have bought before. Like that's an example. If a customer came in and bought wedding pie flower by back forty or something like that, like repeatedly, right, right. Um, then perhaps it's a good idea to um, you know send out an email or sort of send out a tax campaign that's from this company, perhaps like a new product or something like that. Um, I find that's really helpful, but um, I can't really say much yet because I haven't really be. It's not really that deep in yet with our Alpine right. IQ. So, but that's that's all I can say for now. For okay. So yeah. you're not you're currently not doing any SMS or email, or are you using any email marketing with the? Uh, not yet because they sort of want us to do like a final uh call with them today, like later today. Uh before we proceed so mm-hmm. yeah okay cool i mean yeah that's that's no would love to kind of hear updates on that for sure because sure. the loyalty end the loyalty piece is really interesting to me because mm-hmm. like, you get customers through the door how do you keep them coming back over again and make sure you don't lose them to kind of customers that are down the street or whatever it is exactly so touched on seo um alpine iq almost social media generating reviews was there anything else that you guys kind of do? Um, you know, billboards, magazine ads, uh, lawn signs, um, anything like that? Uh, anything we do with that? Yeah, of course. So we put up uh, stickers, posters, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I know me and Reese went around different areas we thought might be good for 420 sales. So we printed out a bunch of different kind of flyers and that kind of thing and put those up, as well as more permanent general stickers. Right. How, uh, how are you finding uh, that working? Like, were you able to, like, I guess, detect a significant increase um, in, in terms of, like, the customers that you brought in after you ran the campaign? So there's specific link on the QR code. Hmm. So we can see via that how many people opened it. And there was a decent uptick after we put those up. Right. And do you know if that translated then into sales or do you think this is more like an awareness play? Um, it did convert some into sales. I'd say not the best percentage, but right. the on-page time was longer than our normal one, though. Ah, okay. I mean, yeah. that makes sense because, you know, it's it's curiosity, right? I'm sure people are like, ah, oh, QR code, check it out. Yeah. Um, because I would be interested in seeing what the long-term effects of doing a campaign like that is. Because what I've typically found is that for your offline branding campaigns, like, you know, like I said, the billboards and magazines, the flyers, the posters, all these different things, it's not necessarily like a one-time push that puts it out. That puts it out. It's more so that, oh, I've seen this flyer, you know, uh, the past 10 times I've walked through this neighborhood. Okay what gives I'm going to check them out. And then they're like, Oh, this is really, really cool. Um, so I don't know if you have any longer term plans to run those campaigns consistently. Um, but if, you know, I guess, I guess my next question is, do you have any uh, plans to run those uh, things consistently or more so like on an event or like a special holiday sale basis or something like that? Uh, Daniel, you want to go ahead? I think we were talking about more constant sales recently, a bit more. Mm-hmm. yeah oh okay yeah I, I can kind of answer that so um we used to do this thing where we thought it was a good idea like um yo uh flower monday flower 10 percent off monday or right. euro tuesday and this kind of stuff but then um 
this is just sort of my opinion. I find that weed is not really, you can't really use same methods as like restaurants sometimes just because, or even shopping, because you're not going to be like, hey, I want to smoke Kush, but let's wait till Sunday to go buy Kush. Like you, if you want to smoke, you would go and go buy right away. So um, recently, this is this has not been implemented yet, but recently we're talking more about like sort of like constant sales, sort of more variety of selection here and there. Um, and then also, you know, um, on slow days, perhaps at throw in some like ha- happy hours, or some some stuff to sort of uh, pick up some traffic in this slow times, like um, maybe during Monday, um, 2 to 5 p.m. If I find that's sort of the slowest time, like, hey, if you walk in a door from this amount of time to, to like in this certain time frame, like right. you can get like, you know, certain, you know, off or maybe, you know, extra value, stuff like that. So right. Right. that's sort of one thing we do. Um, but other things we're sort of still planning out, you know, in a sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, I was just, again, the, you know, the, the, the fundamental stuff that everyone does, social media reviews, Google, yeah. SEO, that stuff. Um, yeah. But I find it super interesting to hear kind of like, what are the, maybe the smaller kind of nuanced things that different yeah. dispensaries do, right? Because everyone knows you got to go get loyalty. You have to do this SMS email. Like those are the things you have to do. But in yeah. terms of just like interesting things on the side, um, I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see or to just kind of get insight on what, you know, different dispensaries are doing, which I, which I found, you know, really interesting. Sure. Um, so I guess just to, I guess just to kind of taper off um, to ask the last couple of questions is that like, so, you know, what would you say to a dispensary owner that's like looking to take it to the next level, whether that's someone that's looking to start a dispensary or one maybe that has one and you think that they should implement this to kind of like, you know, do you, you know, take it to the next level? Um, this might sound cliche, but I do still have a strong belief that in order for you to take to the next level, you should know every single product in your store. Right. Okay. Like, it doesn't matter if it's 200 kills, 400 kills. If you don't know about it, maybe, maybe have a few friends to sort of, you know, spread the work with you. Right. By work, I mean smoking, right. but, you know, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, try to, try to know. And, and the second thing is that um, a lot of times I find that we are too, so focused on vision, but, you know, we're humans. We don't just have vision. We have eyes, we have nose and we have ears. So I find that um, having good music on is super important. Um, try not to play something that's too fast. Try to play something slow, chill to make people slow because, you know, the longer a customer stays, um, you know, the, you know, the more likely it's going to be a conversion. And uh, secondly, I find that scent is also super important. Something that I find perhaps a lot of people miss out on is that you might want some aroma in your store, like those reef reef diffuser, whatever the case may be, because when a store smells good, like people naturally want to stay longer and yeah, that kind of stuff. You get complimented a lot for that. Yeah. That's 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 like, you know, you're the the second person that told me that like, you know, music plays a big role um, because I had a chat with um, the manager of another dispensary Mm -hmm. and she was like, yeah, like between, 
this time and this time they have an older demographic coming in so she changes the music a little bit but like later on in the day it's like it doesn't really matter it's up for grabs but you're not yeah. the first person that told me about like the diffuser in the store uh which yeah you want to increase conversions you want to increase the number of purchases you have versus people coming in the store which i think again is super super important um yeah. daniel do you have anything um that you know you might want to share in terms of golden nuggets true well we do also have those um display for the buds so mm-hmm. you can actually look at and smell them mm-hmm. i think that's pretty good if you ever have a product that's not moving well if you throw it in the display and it has a good look people might have been hesitant before for whatever reason maybe the name or some other factor right but if something looks really crazy they're a lot more likely to pay whatever for it yeah I mean, it makes sense. Um, I mean, Reese is talking about that same thing. He said sometimes for the, the products that uh, are not available, right? Yeah. You have like a picture of it or something that say, hey, you know, I know this is in a jar or in whatever packaging exactly. it is. Yeah. Um, but just so you have a better idea of what this looks like, you know, you can take a look and, you know, get a better idea of that stuff. So um, that's really cool. Uh, and last question is, you know, where uh, do people, uh, where can people find you if they want to get in touch? Um, you mean through like in person or? Um, I guess I, you know, if you want to, to answer questions, you know, you can yeah. have your email, but if you want to just show everyone just about the bakery cannabis, you can talk about social media address, yeah. and, you know, where you're located. Yeah. Um, so we pretty much respond. Doesn't matter how people reach out to us. We try our best to respond ASAP. So you can, people can reach us out by searching the bakery cannabis on Google maps and message us there or if they are Instagram user, they could reach us out on Instagram. Or if they're a little bit like old school or formal, they want to use email, they can reach us on the bakerycannabis at gmail.com. We, um, anyway, like any sort of way you want to reach out at, but um, if even more old school, um, if you, people want to sort of just call and ask what we have uh, in the store available, our phone number would be 647 647- three four nine nine three 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 i believe yeah so those are the we, we try to provide as many methods for people to reach out as possible because there are different people out there so yeah look, i'm on that i completely agree um but look just want to say thank you uh for the awesome chat this is really really awesome i, I wrote down a lot of like kind of golden nuggets and some notes that that, that you have that i'm definitely going to you know take back to the lab but you know, again, really appreciate you guys taking your time. Um, Daniel, um, I know you're able to hop on a little bit at the tail end of the call, but again, yeah. really appreciate you guys being able to hop on. Um, and yeah, so that's about it. Um, and yeah, take care. Thank guys. you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.